Good morning and welcome to Walking with Jesus Through the Word, one chapter per day. I am Pastor Jason Van Bemmel from Forest Hill Presbyterian Church. It is our 689th day together in God's Word. Got some nice water. Ah, nice, cool, refreshing water. And we're here for Psalm 103, one of my favorite psalms, uh, one of the most adapted to song. Um, we sing... Uh, Praise my soul, the King of heaven. We sing praise to the Lord, the Almighty. We sing 10,000 reasons. All of these songs that we sing are based upon Psalm 103, which is a wonderful psalm of David, uh, where we're preaching the gospel to ourselves. We're calling our soul to rest in and rejoice in the Lord and his goodness to us. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for Psalm 103. Thank you for the gospel and the goodness of the gospel that's reflected in Psalm 103, that we can know you, that we can rejoice in you, that we can rest in you, that we can find our hope and our meaning in you. We thank you for this truth. We thank you for the love that you've given us through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Please write this psalm on our hearts and put it deep in our souls today that we might live it and love you for it. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, Psalm 103 of David. Bless the Lord, O my soul, all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquity, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy, who satisfies you with good, so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord works righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses, his acts to the people of Israel. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. He will not always chide, nor will he keep his anger forever. He does not deal with us according to our sins, nor repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his steadfast love toward those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far does he remove our transgressions from us. As a father shows compassion to his children, so the Lord shows compassion to those who fear him. For he knows our frame. He remembers that we are dust. As for man, his days are like grass. He flourishes like a flower of the field, for the wind passes over it and it is gone, and its place knows it no more. But the steadfast love of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting on those who fear him and his righteousness to children's children, to those who keep his covenant and remember to do his commandments. The Lord has established his throne in the heavens, and his kingdom rules over all. Bless the Lord, O you his angels, you mighty ones who do his word, obeying the voice of his word. Bless the Lord, all his hosts, his ministers who do his will. Bless the Lord, all his works in all places of his dominion. Bless the Lord, O my soul. So Psalm 103 is a great gospel psalm of rejoicing and praising the Lord. When we say bless the Lord, we are saying that we are going to speak well of the Lord 
for all the goodness that is true of him. We're going to bow down before him and we're going to lift up his name. The Lord blesses us when he speaks well of us and his word brings about what he proclaims and he bows down to us in humility to lift us up. And so there, that's why the same word is used in Hebrew and in English, bless the Lord, when the Lord blesses us and we bless him. But it's, of course, very, very different because God is exalted and is great. We bless the Lord when we reflect upon that. We bow down before him in humility and honor and we speak well of him because he is worthy of all praise. And when God blesses us, he's speaking well of us in grace and humility and he's reaching down to us to lift us up. And so... It's a wonderful truth that we can bless the Lord because he has blessed us. We can bless the Lord and say he is great because he has blessed us and been so good to us. How has he been good to us? He's forgiven all of our iniquity, all of our sin, completely forgiven, covered. He's healed all of our diseases. We are whole in Christ. Now, in this life, of course, we still suffer diseases, right? Cancer and heart disease and diabetes and <clears throat> all sorts of infirmities that suffer us in this life, but they're already healed in Christ and we will receive resurrection bodies that will never die, never grow old, never be sick. He's healed us. He's redeemed our life from the pit. We are already seated with Christ in the heavenly places and we will be redeemed from death forever. We'll be crowned with steadfast love and mercy. He's already crowned us by choosing us as his children, he's already crowned us by saying, you are my beloved and I love you and you are mine. But we will be crowned forever. As Ephesians 2 says, we will display the glory of his grace for all eternity. He satisfies us with good in this life and even more so in the life to come. This is the gospel of our justification. We are not guilty. We are declared righteous because of the righteousness of Jesus. Of our adoption, we are children of God who have access to God as our Father. Of our sanctification, we grow in holiness and grace as we continually receive from God the benefits of the gospel for our souls. And of our glorification, we will be made perfect in holiness and life forevermore. And for all of that, we bless the Lord. We bless the Lord. Who is this Lord we bless? He is the Lord who works righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed. God is good and he does good. He does what is right. He is not a ruler who is corrupt in heart, nor is he a ruler who can be bribed or moved away from justice. He made known his ways to Moses, his acts to the people of Israel. What did we see in that Exodus generation? What did God make known? He made known his righteous standard in the law, the Ten Commandments, the code of civil law that he gave to Israel as a nation. He showed justice, but he also showed great deliverance in his acts to the people of Israel by delivering them out of bondage, out of slavery. And so for us, God delivers us out of the bondage to sin and death. And he writes the law, the moral law on our hearts to lead us in ways of righteousness. 
Why does he do this? It's because he is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. He's good to us because he is good. And the way he acts toward us overflows from the core of who he is. See, sometimes we'll be good to somebody because we owe them, because we're afraid of what they might do if we're not good to them, because we want to curry favor with them. So we might have not so good reasons for being good to somebody, if we're honest, right? But God is good because he is good. God's goodness overflows out of the core of who he is. He is merciful and gracious. He is slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. And even when he's angry with us and disciplining us, verse 9, he's not always going to chide. He's not going to keep his anger forever. He doesn't deal with us according to our sins. If God dealt with us according to our sins, we would be without hope. If he repaid us according to our iniquities, we would be in hell forever because that is what we deserve. But no, he doesn't do that. As high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his steadfast love toward those who fear him. And how did we come to fear him? Only because his grace changed our hearts. And so the grace that changes our hearts causes us to fear him. And as we fear him, he is great in his steadfast love toward us. And as far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. He has completely cleared us of all guilt. How is that possible? Only through the cross of Jesus Christ. Only through the atoning sacrificial death of Jesus Christ in our place can he remove our sin from us. He's a father who has compassion on us. Every father has compassion on his children, although some fathers are very selfish and very proud and very abusive. God is the perfect father, the father that we as fathers should be more like. He shows compassion on his children. He knows how weak we are. He knows that we are dust. He knows that we are prone to wander. He knows that we can't stand on our own two feet, that we're very wobbly and unsteady. He is compassionate. Not only is he forgiving and gracious, but he's compassionate and tender toward us. That's who God is. What are we like? What are we like? We're like grass. We're like a flower of the field. Looks good for a little while. Doesn't last long. The wind passes over and it's gone. Its place knows it no more. But in contrast to that, the steadfast love of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting eternally unchanging is the steadfast love of the Lord on those who fear him. And it's from generation to generation, his righteousness to children's children, to those who keep his covenant and remember to do his commandments. That's good news. The covenant steadfast faithfulness of God is the good news that we rest on. The Lord has established his throne in the heavens and his kingdom rules over all. What a contrast here in this stanza between the temporary, uh, unreliable, you know, short-lived glory of man and the eternal, unchanging, and good, and sovereign glory of God. And so in response to all of this, not only do we bless the Lord, but we call all of creation to join us, the angels, the mighty ones, the hosts, the ministers, all of his works in all places of his dominion. God is worthy to be praised by every atom in the universe to resonate to the glory of God 
because of how good and great he is. But the ones we're most responsible for calling to do that are ourselves. And so the psalm begins where it ends. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Let's pray. Father, you're so good and you're so worthy of praise. Help us to praise you all day long today. Help us to walk in the light of your gospel and help us to sing with our lives to the glory of your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, thanks for joining me for Psalm 103. It's a pleasure to spend time with you always. I love our times in God's word. I hope they become meaningful to you. And may the Lord bless you and keep you today. Have a blessed day in the Lord. Amen.